up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It is Monday, August 9th, and it's time for a... Mailbag! That's right, Mailbag Monday. And this mailbag in particular is presented... Oh, yeah! Oh, no! Just sprayed all my computer stuff with Bud Light. Uh, but by Bud Light, we are presented, Pick 6 presented by Bud Light. There's actually... In rather ironic news, there is a sprinkle of Bud Light on Bud Light on the reading on my laptop. That's okay. Bud Light makes laptops work well. Share a Bud Light with us as you listen along. As you can see, I am going to be drinking a Bud Light during this podcast. Breach, John Breach, who is joining me, is wearing a Bud Light t-shirt. Not pointing Bud Light on my computer. Not pointing Bud Light on your computer. Man, that was a good pop top. Uh, and go to BudLight.com slash delivery. To order your Bud Light that you can share with us as you listen along. Again, that's BudLights.com slash delivery. Click, go to that link. It'll pop, populate with your geographical location a bunch of options to purchase Bud Light and have it show up at your house. You don't want Bud Light showing up at your house. And we'll have a uh, maybe a little opportunity to get you a Bud Light cooler later on in the mailbag. We're actually going to do a bunch of mailbag questions from Facebook. You know why, Breach? Because you finally logged on to Facebook after eight months of avoiding it? Uh, really more like 16 months, but yes. And uh, look, yeah, maybe some of the people on the Apple podcast weren't saying nice things. Whoa. I'm just kidding. Brenton's in a feud with Apple. No, we got a good Let it be now. Uh, but we are gonna. We want to make sure that we got a good loyal group of people on Facebook. So we want to answer some Facebook questions, and we're going to do that. Uh, let's dive right in. Dave Benton asked, the Cowboys were more successful after Dak's injury last season. He should have been winless. Atlanta gifted the only win before his injury. Given that, why his return being treated as being almost a guarantee of a better season? Hmm. I, I, uh, I mean, you're the Andy Dalton guy, so I don't know. Were they better with Andy Dalton than Dak Prescott? I would push back and say no. I mean, they sucked on, on both. They were terrible across the board in general. That's how they ended up with the high pick and, you know, never really a chance at making the playoffs. But uh, you know, Dak is better than Andy Dalton. We agree on that, right? Yes. Okay. Well, but I think what are, well, you're looking, way to be hashtag breach strong there, by the way. Well, uh, Andy Dalton went five and seven. Dak Prescott went one and three. If Dak Prescott would have just gone two and two, the Cowboys would have gone to the playoffs, you know? You get five, 500. You know what, though? We've actually talked about this, though, before, that it, it does not make any sense that, especially from betting perspective, that the Cowboys are the favorite in the division. I know sometimes the, the money gets juiced in their favor because so many people bet on them, and they're such a big draw. But you look at the four games where Dak played last season. They went one and three. As our friend Dave mentioned, they barely won the Falcons game. They shouldn't have won it. The only reason they won is because they were playing the Falcons who have perfected the art of blowing impossible leads. Mm. And so if that doesn't happen, they're 0-4. If that watermelon onside kick doesn't get recovered, they are 0-4 with Dak Prescott. And, you know, so now you have Dak Prescott coming back off this huge ankle injury and now dealing with a shoulder strain. So we don't even know that he's going to be 100% there once the season starts. Uh, you have a defense that we don't know how improved they're going to be. They're a big reason why the Cowboys went one and three. And so, yeah, I'm not. Hey, look, I'm the guy who picked the Cowboys to win the Super Bowl last season. And I am so far off the Cowboys bandwagon. That I am on a different continent. Yeah. Uh, RIP Breachbot. 
But um, <laughs> yeah, you know, the Cowboys, here's the thing about the Cowboys. The offense wasn't good to start the season. In the, in the first four games with Dak Prescott, the offense wasn't good. Now, they were putting up statistically pro- prolific numbers, but they were trailing by 20 points against a bunch of teams, and Dak was having to throw it on every single down. And when you're doing that, anybody can score points. You know, they got back in some of the games. They got back in that Browns game. Of course, they got back in the Falcons game. You know, I think they can put up points in a hurry and get back in games, but to suggest that the offense was good is, is disingenuous. It was not good. It was objectively bad. And... You know, again, just putting up numbers doesn't make you a good offense. So that's what I need to see from the Cowboys uh, this season is that they can come in and the offense can be efficient out of the gate, that Mike McCarthy can call the plays and operate this offense in a manner that allows them to get leads and and then to try and salt away those games with Zeke Elliott and maybe with an improved defense. But, um, yeah, I, I, I just think because Dak Prescott is a top – 10 top five quarterback in the NFL, depending on, you know, what the, you know, fairly in flux, um, you know, in that range, he's an upper, upper echelon quarterback in the NFL. I, I don't think that's up for dispute when he's healthy. The Cowboys offense should be really, really good. We'll see. But part of that, you know, I think people just look at Dak's numbers from last season, like, Oh my God, he was on pace for 10,000 yards. Yeah. But as you said, you know, they were trailing the Falcons 20 to nothing. They were trailing the Browns 38 to 14. They were trailing the Seahawks 30 to 15. So when you're down by that many points, you're just going to sling it. You tell your running backs to go sit on the bench and you're going to throw the ball all the time. And so that's why Dak was able to put up these big numbers. So we don't know what the offense is going to look like if it's a close game. If you're getting blown out, you're going to be throwing it all the time. And that's why Dak had these big numbers. So what do you think right now, Brinson? How many games did the Cowboys win? Um, I was going to look up the Cowboys regular season win total. Either alter, I don't want the alternate win total. I want the regular season win total. Well, because uh, I was going to look it up at our courtesy of our friends at Caesars, Caesars Sportsbook, Caesars Sportsbook, our good friends at good partners and friends at Caesars Sportsbook that we've known for years and years and years. Love Caesars. Um, my favorite by far. Uh, well, first of all, it is actually my favorite, one of my favorite, um, hotels to stay at, but. I was also going to say one of my favorite, um, you know, uh, early era Roman uh, leaders. Princeton, he got stabbed to death by his best friend. Well, that exactly. That's that's me. Is that your life? Because I feel like I'm constantly (laughs) stabbed to death by my best friends on this podcast. I'm sorry. It's okay. Uh, I I, I would say this. Wait, real quick. The reason I asked you that is because our friend Dave said, given, you know, the whole Dak thing. Why is his return being treated as being almost a guarantee of a better season? And I think from that perspective, when you look at it from just that, they only won six games. And I think we both think they can win more than six games, even if they're bad, right? Yes. I, I think they're winning the Cowboys, at least eight. All right. Just, just looking at the Cowboys. I'm looking at the Cowboys numbers here. Um, Here's an interesting one. 15 to one to be the highest scoring team in the regular season. That's a pretty good bet. Uh, 14 to one to be the number one seed in the NFC. That's not a good bet. Over under that's the Oklahoma State Cowboys. That didn't do me any good. That's the Wyoming Cowboys. I mean, okay, I don't have a Cowboys, uh, I don't have a Cowboys win total on here for some reason, but they are plus 115 to win the division. That's the problem. I don't get that. Yes, I don't get I'm that. I'm not either. sure they should be that heavily favored to win the division. I don't know that the Eagles are necessarily good five to one. I'm not touching that. The Giants at 425, I think, is kind of interesting. And I, I like Washington plus 260. I think it's entirely possible that Washington is just better than the Cowboys. 
and that the value is, is flipped because everybody likes to bet on the Cowboys. And the idea of the Cowboys being good is something that just constantly permeates our, our frontal lobes. Breach has muted himself again by accident. Out of the odds you just named, I, you know, Breach I, minus 125 to mute himself in the, in the podcast. Happening. My computer is, it's like Skynet over here. It's just doing whatever it wants. <laughs> uh, Breach bot pushing back against Cowboys. Yeah, I know Jerry is paid to have my computer hacked because I'm off the Cowboys bandwagon. Uh, but I agree with you. I think Washington's the best team. I think at plus 260, it's an excellent bet. And I think the Giants are the best value. So the Cowboys would be like my third choice of teams to bet on that NFC East. Yeah. Um, so the Cowboys win total, some, you know, probably about nine and a half is what you're looking at. And I mean, that's a lot. Under. Yeah, I would take the under for sure there. You know, when you look around the NFL, the Packers are 10 and a half. The Colts, <laughs> the Colts are nine and a half. But that's, you know, wow, you can actually bet the under on the Colts at nine and a half, but it's minus 185. I don't hate betting that at all. Um, the Chargers, nine and a half. Rams, 10 and a half. The Dolphins are nine and a half, which seems a little bit high. The Vikings, nine and a half. Pats, nine and a half. Saints, nine. And the reason I'm just running through these teams is the Steelers, eight and a half. Seahawks, nine and a half. I mean, I guess the Cowboys are with those teams, but I don't don't know that I'd trust the Cowboys nearly as much as I trust a lot of those other teams who have had, you know, more consistent success in recent years. I mean, the Cowboys have tons of personnel on offense. I mean, you know, there's, sure, Dak, Zeke, CeeDee Lamb, Amari, Michael Gallup, you know, that's 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 intriguing. They're often they have good offensive linemen, but until their defense plays well, I just don't know how you can possibly trust them uh to to be really good. Like, would you rather who would you rather bet on to win 10 games? The Titans or the, the Cowboys? Uh the Titans by a mile. Uh, a mile. By five right. miles. Right. Like, no, no, by five thousand miles. By the whatever the mileage distance is between Nashville and Dallas. Yes. Which is actually probably not that far. <laughs> but 150 miles or something. No, it's not. It's, no, it's way, like it's, it's way not, further than that. Like eight hundred miles or something. Well, I'll find out. While you would you go over under on the Cowboys at nine and a half? Under, way under. I under, yeah, absolutely under. There's you got a lot of out to get that under. Uh, all right, next question from Tom. Dallas is six hundred and fifty miles from Nashville. All right, split the baby. Fun fact. Tom de Guzman, what storylines are the Super Friends excited about in this upcoming season of Hard Knocks? Speaking of the Cowboys, it's a Cowboys themed episode. This is where Debo purposely put Cowboys questions there so we would rip on them and he could enjoy the mailbag. Yes. Uh, I'm excited for, I think there's a chance that the Cowboys are a little more boring than we're expecting. I think everybody's expecting fireworks. The thing is, do I say the thing is that much? Somebody complained about it. In the uh, yeah. I do? I mean, here's the thing. Here's the thing. About Brinson saying, here's the thing. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> I'm blushing a little bit. I'm annoyed. Uh, this is a problem with a daily podcast. You have your things. Here's the thing. <laughs> it's a daily podcast. You're going to hear me say stuff a lot. <laughs> I just have to get that out of the road. road uh, Anywho, the Cowboys are going to be a little more boring than people expect. I, I anticipate. But there's a good chance you'll have a couple characters pop up. Jerry Jones should be good for a few laughs, a few quotables. I, you know, CD lamb is going to be awesome. I think he'll be one of the main focuses and, um, but in general, there's a good chance this sort of disappoints and just isn't as good as people hope. I don't know. Like, I think there are some storylines that definitely people want to tune and see. And like you just said, Jerry Jones is the big one because look, 
you don't have any clips or anything interesting, then just interview Jerry Jones for 30 minutes and let him talk. And he'll say something uh, about a fly having sex in a heat wave with a mosquito. And you'll just kind of raise your eyebrow and he'll relate it to football and you'll be wowed and no one will know what happened. And then they'll move on to the next scene. And I think here's the thing about mosquito sex. <laughs> here's the thing about mosquito fornication. is just a fountain of knowledge. Here's nobody, the thing about mosquito fornication. Nobody knows more about mosquito reproduction than Will Brinson. Few few humans do. That's true. But I think one thing that is going to be really interesting is Dak Prescott. Because that situation has got a lot more interesting. It's not just his ankle injury that he's coming back from. Now he's got this shoulder strain where he hasn't been able to throw the ball in nearly a week now. And by the time we see this first episode on uh, tomorrow, um, Tuesday, it is going to be about 10 days that he hasn't thrown. So I I think that is going to be an interesting angle to watch. And then I think we're all kind of dying to see Mike McCarthy, right? Don't you want to know, like, you know, he's the guy who said, I went to PFF and and I know all about analytics now. Don't you want to see, is he still a good coach? And I think that's something you can kind of find out while watching I mean, was a he show like this. Coach? Because he just wrote Aaron Rodgers' coattails to a Super Bowl. Is that what you're saying? I think it's entirely possible that is what happened, yeah. So I, I think that he could be someone who is uh, either – popular because they're like oh yeah he could be a good coach this year or mocked on twitter after every episode because people are like what is this guy doing how did he get this job that's a that's a great point that could absolutely happen where mike mccarthy is a scapegoat and if i were mike mccarthy i would be concerned about that too because jerry jones will be watching these episodes on maybe not tuesday night no jerry jones will definitely be watching on tuesday night if they did a if they did a reality show about me in my house in my life I would watch it because I want to know how it turned out. You know, maybe because I don't think with hard knocks, you're really seeing it beforehand, you know? Yeah. Well, I think the team, I mean, the team gets to see it to make sure there's no uh, secrets given away, but that's it. Yeah. Yeah. The team gets to like some, some saying, yeah, some say in, 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 in what happens, but right. Uh, all right. Maybe, so that's, I, I guess I'm not really that excited for hard knocks. I mean, you'll watch it. I bet you watch at least one episode. And then if it's if the first episode is interesting, you'll watch the second episode. And if the second episode is interesting, it just keeps going on like that. I, I love Hard Knocks. It just hasn't delivered recently. But that's mainly because they've been using the Texans and the Falcons. We need. That was very, very kind of you not to say the Bengals. And the Bengals and the Dolphins. Ocho Cinco was fun for a hot minute. Thank you. David Townsend asked, does Tom Brady hang it up if he wins an eighth ring this year? Quick answer. Hell no. If Tom Brady, if the Bucs win the Super Bowl back-to-back, he's going for three in a row. Because he's never gotten three in a row. He's never gotten three in a row. Let's get to two first. I think that Brady has made it pretty clear he wants to play out his contract. He has two years left on the contract. He's been saying for at least 10 years he wants to play until he's 45. And that two years takes him until he's 45. And you know what? If he wins back-to-back and gets that eighth Super Bowl ring, you know what that does, Brenton? It ties him for the most Super Bowl rings of all time. And you know who else has eight Super Bowl rings? Bill Belichick. He's got six with the Patriots, two with the Giants. And if Brady got to eight, you know there is nothing he would love more than to end his career with one more Super Bowl ring 
than Belichick. You know, he already got the one without him. So he has more the seven to six thing with the Patriots. But now it's the overall record. And their overall record belongs to Belichick right now. And I think Brady would love to snatch that. Mm. Do you, uh, do you, so that's, that's how we're going to call the actual record is, is eight. I mean, he has eight, but two is a defensive coordinator, obviously. Well, right. But that's, he, nobody else has the, it. Super Bowl rings are Super Bowl rings. If you're okay. part of an organization that won one, then no, you no, have no, one. Don't no, 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 be wrong. Bill Belichick was a huge part. In fact, some people would argue that Bill Parcells wouldn't have a Super Bowl ring if not for Bill Belichick. I mean, they don't win. They don't beat the Bills. They don't stop the Bills' offense. The Bills had the cake on offense. It was unstoppable until Belichick came up with that game plan in Super Bowl 25. Bill Parcells doesn't have a Super Bowl ring without Bill Belichick. That's probably true. Maybe they win one of those, but they don't win. You know I'm saying like he doesn't have one. You know, people say Belichick doesn't have one without Brady. Well, Bill Parcells doesn't have one without Belichick. If you want, to right, play. right. You know. So yeah, I, I, but I do not think Tom Brady would hang it up after, after, uh, after this year. If he won the Super Bowl. Yeah. And you don't have to say Belichick has the record. I'm just saying that I'm sure Brady knows you know what I'm saying. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Brady. <laughs> oh, that Right. Exactly. See, that's sort of my point. Carson Wentz played zero part whatsoever. If you're watching on YouTube, Debo just posted a Super Bowl rings, Belichick eight, Brady seven, Wentz one, Rivers zero. I mean, Carson Wentz didn't. Carson Wentz sat on the sideline and you know that what's the, the mean thing where the guy has the mask on. And the mask, it's a smiling mask, but behind He's the mask, crying behind it, crying angrily. That was Carson Wentz during the Super Bowl, standing there acting like he was rooting for Nick Foles and the Eagles to succeed and to win. No, he was a Patriots fan that day. He knows it down deep inside of his soul. He was rooting for Belichick. He was rooting for Brady. He didn't want the Eagles to finally get a Super Bowl with him on the team, not playing at quarterback. That's the deep, dark secret. That's why Carson Wentz's soul broke. That's why he had to quit. That's why he fell apart and he had to be sent to Indianapolis. And that's why, perchance, bad luck is following him everywhere. You know know what's funny about that is that I I wouldn't be surprised if Carson Wentz really felt like he was in a win-win situation where I – because you don't – want them to win when you're on the sideline they lost Carson you did not want the eagles to win i will but, go to my but if you do I, win you get a super bowl ring so i think he was content no matter which way it went i don't i, I don't think he would ever root against the eagles because you, you know he played so, a chance carson wins put that super bowl ring on ebay <laughs> I mean, he played so much that season he got them to the playoffs basically so i don't think i think he, he was happy to get the ring but he would have preferred whatever helps you sleep at night breach that nick Foles didn't get a statue built uh okay what were, yeah, so tom brady nothing should so tom brady not retiring if he gets eighth ring marcus vusen asked should the browns sign baker mayfield to an extension this year or wait till next year and this is where it's time for me to deliver Ooh. my ice cold take presented by bud light Baker Mayfield, what he's doing this offseason is really smart. This is a great job by Baker Mayfield. He is saying, I don't want a contract. Not, you know, if they would offer me one, I'll take it. He said, No, I don't want a contract. I'm not going to talk about a contract. Anybody reporting about Baker and his contract is wasting their breath because he's not getting a contract. It's not happening. He doesn't want to get one because he knows that he had a great rookie season. Set the tied the record, set the record for most passing touchdowns by a rookie quarterback in NFL history. Second season, disaster. Browns were like considered contenders. 
uh, you know, freaking Freddie Kitchens, Freddie Outhouse d- destroys the Browns in their attempt to to you know be any good. Baker regresses in a huge way. Fans are clamoring. Like, what are oh, should we draft a quarterback? You know, in the first pick of next year. Blah 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 blah. blah. Baker gets it. He came back last year in his first season with Kevin Stefanski. Had a really good, really efficient season. Not voluminous in statistical production, but he is setting himself up where if the Browns win double-digit games and go to the playoffs in back-to-back seasons, and they challenge for a Super Bowl, challenge for a run in the playoffs, and they look like a team that can be dangerous, and Baker Mayfield plays well, he will be a legend in Cleveland, and it won't be difficult for the Browns to give him a pile of money next offseason. So you just validate it this season, this coming season, and then it's an easy contract next offseason. Plus. Maybe you wait and see what Josh Allen, what happens with Josh Allen first, and then you get the deal done. So my point being, Baker Mayfield doing the right thing by being patient and waiting until next offseason to do the contract negotiations. That is my ice cold take presented by Bud Light. You know, Brent, the thing I loved about that ice cold take, I literally could have finished an entire Bud Light while you were talking. <laughs> that, that was your longest ice cold take of the year. Um I think I agree with pretty much what you said. I think that it makes sense for both sides to want to wait until next year, because from the Browns point of view, you don't want to get stuck in a Jared Goff situation where, you know, Goff takes the Rams to the Super Bowl and you're like, this guy's our quarterback of the future, but he's still a little iffy. And so Baker Mayfield, if you sign him to an extension right this second and give him $40 million a year, and then he goes out and he's an average quarterback in 2021, you find out that right. 2019 Baker is going to be the Baker you get for the next five years. You just wasted $200 million. And so, you know, so if you're the Browns, you want to see what he's going to do in 2021. And you know what? He's under contract with 2022. So you have two more test seasons if you need it. But again, like you said, if he plays lights out, then you have no problem handing him the money. I agree. I agree with you completely. You want to let, you want to wait and see the uh you want to wait and see how that all the other contracts play out and let 2021 play out before you have to do anything before you make the move on the contract that is the smart move speaking of smart moves summer is here and that means one thing it's time to stock the coolers to start counting down the days until we can enjoy an ice cold bud light in an nfl stadium again by our count only 31 days remain until we can hear a beer vendor yelling about Bud Light, ice cold Bud Light. And to help you take summer by the coolers and get ready to tailgate, Bud Light is giving away coolers all summer long. Every single day, all summer long. That's right, free coolers all summer long. Throw away that dusty old ice box you've got in the back of your garage and tailgate in style this fall. And all you have to do for a chance to win one of these amazing coolers. They're big. They're blue. They're bear-proof. They keep ice frozen and cold for nine days. Your Bud Light will be the frosty envy of everyone else at your tailgate. Go to BudLightLegends.com for a chance at a free cooler. Again, BudLightLegends.com. Go check it out and get you a cooler. If you are li- if you listen to this podcast regularly you are not haven't tried to get a cooler, what are you doing? Go sign up and try and get a cooler. Nick Leonardi asks, who is going to be the league's future Ryan Fitzpatrick, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Josh McCown, the journeyman of the NFL playing for at least seven different teams? My guess is Sam Darnold. Ouch, is one of them, and I'm a diehard Jets fan. Oh, dunk from Nick there on Sam Darnold. It's not a bad pick. No, it's not. But you know what, Brinson? You know what I have to do every podcast? You know who I have to bring up? Oh, boy. Andrew Gregory. Dalton and I like it I'm not just bringing it up because I like talking about Andy Dalton I'm bringing it up because I literally think he could be your next Ryan Fitzpatrick 
Josh McCown. Look, he's already on his third team in three years. He signed a one-year contract with the Bears, which means if he's playing in the NFL in 2022, which I think he will be, he's going to be on his fourth team in four years. And he's probably only going to sign a one-year deal there because that team's going to draft a quarterback that's going to kick him out. And then he's going to be on his fifth team in fifth years. Andy Dalton is going to be the next journeyman. And I don't know if he's going to last as long as Fitzpatrick and McCown, but you know what? I can see a situation where Dalton's played for 20 teams by the time we get to 2030, and then he calls it quits after an 18-year career where he wins zero playoff games but gets to the playoffs uh, nine out of 15 times. So we need someone who is – to meet these criteria, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Josh McCown, you have to have your team – you have to play for a lot of bad teams. You're the the fallback option for a team that desperately needs a quarterback – you have to get that team in a position where they could make a playoff run, but probably won't be actually be that good. And you have to have a little bit of YOLO to your game where you're willing to chunk it around. So, I mean, Andy Dalton makes a lot of sense minus the YOLO part. Uh, although he does do weird stuff on the, on the course. Sometimes he'll start YOLOing now that he doesn't, it's just whatever now. Yeah, he might, he might. Um, Teddy Bridgewater kind of fits the bill too, minus the YOLO as well. That would be the one uh, concern with. Uh, you know who is the king of YOLO? Jameis Winston. That was going to be one of the ones I suggested. If Jameis doesn't work out in New Orleans, he feels like somebody that you could take a flyer on. Like maybe he'll finally get it going with us. No, yeah, and that's the guy you say. Oh, we're gonna we're gonna sign him as the backup. But if he wins a starting job, he wins a starting job. He'll be exactly like Fitzpatrick, where he plays just four phenomenal games, where you think he's going to the Hall of Fame, and then that fifth game he throws six interceptions. You're like, oh, he's back to being Jameis again. Uh, two more uh, candidates for this as well: Gardner Minshew, Ooh. and Mitchell Trubisky. Trubisky is an interesting one. Uh, what about Jared Goff? Goff was another name I looked at as well. I think Goff could fit the bill for sure. Although the thing about oh boy, the thing here's the thing. Uh, here's the thing about <laughs> now you're catching yourself doing. I know it's now this guy's in my head. Um, with Goff, the the um, the pedigree, just being a number one overall pick, doesn't really fit with Josh McCown and Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah, I mean, I agree, kind of. Has there ever been a number one overall? Jimmy G. Yeah, I can see Jimmy G. Because he's going to leave, and, and then he's going to be on his third team probably next year. Because <clears throat> you I mean think somebody who is at every spot that they go to, they are considered a challenger. If they're the backup, they're a challenger for whoever might be the starter that they're coming to work with, too. Oh, you know? I found a number one overall pick who was a journeyman quarterback. Uh, don't know. Jeff George. Oh, great Paul. Yes. So Goff can do it. If all, all he has to do is play. Av- He's in Detroit. That's going to be a losing team. Yeah. And I, I can't imagine he lasts more than two years there. Before- Super Bowl though. I mean, golf is like sneaky close to having a Super Bowl. Like they beat the Pats in that Super Bowl and it, and it was a one score game until late. If they beat the Pats in that Super Bowl, we are on a alternate reality timeline right now. Yes. Jared Goff is still on the Rams. Matthew Stafford is somewhere else. Like that, none of that ever plays out if they win that Super Bowl. Except they didn't score any touchdowns and they barely got a field goal. Well, that's, and that's why they sort of had to blow it up. I'm just saying that. Just saying. That Super Bowl, I think, was where Sean McVay realized, yeah, this, we can't win a Super Bowl with Jared Goff. 
I agree. Well, at least we, we that's a pretty solid list. Yeah, I think it's a good list that we came up with. Okay, moving along to the next question. Greg Wolber, should I have named my dog Benson? <laughs> I mean, well, I wish he would have given us his dog's name so we could compare it, but I think the answer here is yes, you should have. Why would you name your dog Benson? Do you really want to have to yell, Benson? That's a like, fun name. It is kind of a fun name. Maybe I should name my dog Benson. Benson Brinson? That would be funny. I think you should. Okay. Next dog. And your dog's middle name should also be Benson. So it's Benson, Benson, Brinson. Benson, Benson, Benson. <laughs> that sounds terrible. I don't have dogs that middle names. Maybe I'll name my next. Well, maybe I'll have another child so I can get this 42 weeks of paternity leave and, and name it Benson. <laughs> Robert Benson Brinson. Bob Benson Brinson. Uh, that would be pretty funny. Ew. All right. Uh, you know, I would love to know this. Tell our question or get a hold of us. Tell Greg to let us know his dog's name. Yeah, Greg, let us know your dog. Yeah, because like the dog's name is Taco. Stick with Taco. It's a great name. But if it's, you know, Charlie, it should be Benson. Just rename it. It's Benson. Okay. Rename your dog Benson. That's right. All righty. Finally, it's a short mailbag today. If you want to get your mailbag questions answered, you can do so. Apple Podcast, five star review, or on our Facebook page, or you know, if you're on YouTube, leave a question in the comments. Steve Lyo says, no, and, and Brenton, real quick, they're running out of chances because you know we shut the mailbag down the regular season. Yeah, we do and, we do a couple mailbags during the regular season, but it's not a weekly thing. So if you and, want a question answered for the season, you got to get it in now. Yep, yeah, about a month. I think exactly a month. Today's August 9th. The season starts on September 9th. Correct. Boom. Steve Lyo, L Y E. W, I, my brain can't. Layu? Layu? Layu. That makes more sense. Steve Layu. <laughs> Sorry, Steve. I suck at pronouncing things. And I could be way off, too. Says, if y'all win the People's Choice podcast, if we win the People's Choice, can Brinson get Pick Sex podcast tattooed? So you want me to get, I assume this is going to be one of those around the neck things. Like pick, pick Sex podcast. Uh, no, we cannot do that. That would not be what we get tattooed. No, it would be even funnier if you got it. Like, oh, we got to call this tattoo parlor. No, you need to get the tattoo on your arm so that you can only see the pick sex part. And then like you roll up your sleeve and it says podcast. Um, Let's call this tattoo parlor real quick. I, I think I think we should wait. I think we hold off on that because what if the guy's doing a tattoo right now? We don't know if it's a big store. There's there's a lot of um, I've, read, I've read it. It's timeless tattoo. We'll just call him real quick. Debo, can we call him? Yeah. Did, I, you, I, did you cover all your legal bases? I'm no, calling a two party consent state. Through this a little bit since we uh since we last chatted and I did not follow up, but uh let's just give it a shot. Make it clear, you know, he's cool being recorded. Yeah. Um I'm gonna call timeless tattoo right now. Noon, Tattoo and Piercing. Uh, hi, uh, I've got sort of a weird question, really quick. And uh, just so you know, uh, so uh, this this call is being recorded because we're on a podcast. But one of our guys who's on the podcast is an NFL podcast for CBS Sports. Uh, my name is Will, by the way. One of our guys lost a bet last year because the Steelers lost to the Bengals, and he lives in Baldwinsville, and he has to get a tattoo as a result of losing the bet. And we were wondering <laughs> if you like can we give you guys artwork 
or he picked you all's shop to get it done. Can we give you all artwork or do you guys do all the artwork yourselves? Because I, I checked out the site. And it looked like you guys might be uh, prefer to do the artwork yourself. So we just had a question about that. Yeah, we're like a completely custom shop, but if he's looking for something specific and you guys like want to send me a quick picture of it, yeah, um, you know, I can totally just let you know when we have availability for something like that, you know, unless he's looking for like maybe a symbol or something, but if he's looking for something crazy, like we can still, you know, figure something out. You just send us his, like any images for him and then we'll just get right back to you and let you know which artist here is going to be best for that piece and okay. we'll get the ball rolling from there. Okay, uh, should I, I see, is it just the email at, on, on the website or what's the best way to do it? Yep. You got it. Just send me a quick email over to timelesstattoo at yahoo.com. Send me some photos. And then even if you want to include in like a little brief description where he's looking to place it oh. and then, you know, any other information we may need. And then I'll just get right back to you. And like I said, we'll just get the ball rolling on it. Okay, cool. Uh, that's perfect. Thank you so much. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll send you Anytime. something shortly. All right. Thanks. Awesome. Thank you so much. Uh, have a good day. Okay. Well, that went well. Wilson's going to listen to this podcast on Monday and pee his pants because he's getting a tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we have the, okay. So we need to get the picture of Finley. And but also that was the other thing is Wilson said he wasn't sure if he wanted a picture. Maybe it would just be words saying Ryan Finley. And so that was, he kept flip-flopping on that. And so we have to like describe what we want and it sounds like they would design it. So we give him a rough idea. You know, we, you know what we could do. <clears throat> what if we get Ryan Finley's face on the Wilson volleyball from, from, uh, <laughs> Like we turn Ryan Finley's face into a Ryan Finley's smiling, but his face is a volleyball. Oh my god, that's hilarious! Like Ryan Finley Wilson. That is Wilson. hilarious. <laughs> that's what we got to do. We got to talk. We'll tell Wilson that's happening. Okay, you have to follow and just check. That was good. We have to check. You know if we can live stream this thing because that has to happen. Correct. I will fly to, to Baldwinsville, New York, and film it in pain as he's having needles jabbed into his body. I think we connect like this, like virtually, and and just have a have an artist set up a computer near near Wilson, and we just talk football and, and analyze the tattoo. <laughs> you got to think bigger. I think you, me, and Brinson fly to Western New York, sit outside a timeless tattoo in live podcast while that stream is going in, so that we can run in and check in on Wilson anytime we see him on the live stream, like tearing up or crying in pain or saying he hates us, because it's gonna get pretty crazy. It, I don't think Wilson is fully prepared for how much pain this might cause. How, as none of us have tattoos, how long are we expecting this to take for the size that he's getting? It's got to be a one-day thing because he doesn't yeah, want yeah. a big tattoo. He made it clear. Oh, no. <laughs> a one-day thing situation. <laughs> I'm just thinking, like, is it going to... Uh, clearly, like, we're, we're not the most knowledgeable on this. Like, 30 minutes, three hours? I think two and a half hours. Okay. Well, it, it probably depends on how much, how many colors. Okay, I think we need, I, I think we need to minimize the amount of work required, amount of colors for it. We don't need a fully detailed Ryan Finley, like you know, stripes and everything. Right. Um, so. And then we can have his, his wife and kids there as well. For, for their, oh, this is going to be yeah. amazing. His kids, we, we can grill out. Let's right? grill out. Well, oh, that sounds incredible. I mean, won't his kids want to be there with some Bud Light? Oh, some Bud Light. Take it. Oh, you wouldn't want. Wait, Brenton, if your dad lost a bet and had to get a tattoo, would you want to be there? Yes, of course, of course, his, his kids, kids are going to be there. No, I didn't say his kids won't want to be there. I said his kids will want to be. There. His kids will probably offer to live stream this thing on, from, from their personal Instagram page. Yeah, absolutely. 
Yeah, this you, is a you gotta let the Ryan Wilson TikTok crowd know about this in advance <laughs> as well. Yes, correct. Uh okay. So we have uh we have sort of gotten the ball rolling, so to speak. By the way, that lady was polite, knowledgeable. That was great. Thank yeah, you. I feel very comfortable with our choice of timeless tattoo as the place to go to. It's very close to Wilson's house. We, yeah, we'll, you know, we'll get to meet Wilson's family. We'll Everyone go is going to Google timeless tattoo. They're going to general. They're going to just hang out there. Get Wilson's autograph. It's going to be incredible. Okay. He's be famous. T uh, T Y timeless, by the way. All right. That's the, uh, that's the mailbag Monday. Can't wait to, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll let you know when we have an update on the situation with, uh, with Wilson's tattoo and we will see you guys tomorrow. Tomorrow.